Hot dog! I'm Joel Volk, and welcome to Small BizCast, where twice a month I explore the lives of small business owners to dig a bit deeper and explore strengths, weaknesses, ideas, and challenges, with blemishes and all. Joseph DeFrancisco was an occupational therapist that saw a need for shoes that look stylish and can be worn by his patients who have a variety of physical limitations. His startup journey is one we can all learn from. As you listen to Small BizCast, you will find comfort in knowing that you are not alone. Hopefully, you'll find inspiration and ideas from the people I introduce you to, like Joseph. Hopefully, you'll laugh a little too. Hot dog, it's a wonderful life. So you're a father and a husband and a business person. That is correct. Yeah. So what what's the first thing you think of? What, what do you what do you wake up to? What's the first thought you wake up to in the morning? I, I I've really kept my thought process family oriented in the morning to the the best of my abilities, uh, thanks to technology's ability to put the uh, the focus thing on where you can't get alerts until a certain time. So I, I'm really trying to focus on things that matter. They help me keep my thought process uh, more logical and less emotional. Right. But it definitely, as a, an entrepreneur and a startup, you're, you're always trying to do the juggling act, right? You're always trying to, if I, if I go to my kid's tournament on the weekend, then I might have to miss an event. And if I go to an event on the weekend, a work-related event, then I might have to miss my kid's tournament. So um, thus far, batting a thousand with the family, haven't missed a tournament. Oh, that's great. So entrepreneurs usually go into business because they identify a problem and they believe they have a solution that they can market and turn into revenue and a lifestyle. And I think that's really evident with friendly shoes. I think you have in your in your world as an occupational therapist and your knowledge that shoes are the most difficult thing for people to put on. You design shoes that are easy access for people that may not have all have the physical means to put their shoes on normal uh, conventional shoes on well did i encapsulate it well uh encapsulated perfectly you know you go through your training and you have clinical instructors and literature that tell you to do certain things and uh, for those of us tend to be entrepreneurial kind of personalities the stuff that i was recommended to do wasn't working. We have adaptive equipment that you're using to help these individuals don their shoes. You know, for kids, cognitively, they'd never be able to use these instruments. For the adults I was working for, even if it's, a, a, you know, just a short-term trauma, uh, it just, I'd be training them and, and like looking at my watch, like this, this isn't working. And, and the clinical instructor's looking the other way, right? Because your profession's book tells you that it works. There was a problem from pediatrics up until seniors. And uh, I, I did my best to create a solution. So the shoes that you have produced are not only functional, but they're also nice looking shoes. They're stylish. Thank you so much. That's uh, an opinion from what I've learned, but that's the goal, right? It's not just how the, the footwear makes you look, it's how it makes you feel also. And, and just the impression management, there's a lot of you know, layers there with uh, fashion psychology using the proper color hues to make a, a wide lasted shoe, you know, not appear so wide. It was important as, as we learned what, what the market was really looking for. So once you identified this problem and you had the solution, what, what kind of team did you have to put together to make it work? You know, I started just still working full time and I started with a hacksaw in my garage and a zipper. As, as the legal stuff started to, to move in the right direction, that's when I, you know, started meeting people some of the people that I assembled made it, and some of them have not. 
while I was reaching out for these team members, asking people questions that have, you know, similar past experiences with entrepreneurship. Generally, they've been like um, professionals in their respective area, right? Like CPA is really good at analytics. Now we have an attorney that um, while I was working with the CPA in, um, at a coffee shop in San Diego, was just like eavesdropping behind us. And was, we're like, who is this, this kid behind us? Uh, he ended up being an attorney, ended up being a very smart attorney. So we got the legal, we got the numbers, and then we met a PhD from Berkeley. He's like a, like a microbiologist, very, very smart, really good at what he does, emotional intelligence-wise. It's right, maybe not his, his cup of tea. So we all just kind of found each other through fate. As we grew, we got uh, and we learned hard lessons. We ended up getting a shoe dog. If you ever read like the the uh, the Nike book, and the shoe dog has experience with quality control, with all of the stuff that really, really matters. And then we got a gal that has a lot of experience with shoe buying and, and U.S. retail. So the team just kind of came together. Everyone has turned into a family. We're, we're helping each other, and uh, I mean, doing the best we we can do as, as we grow, because scaling is tough. And who designs the shoes? Who designs it? The, the, right. Someone, I mean, I, I would assume that's one of the biggest challenges is that you kind of figure out the function, but then the form is what sells them. And that's part of it. Yeah, no, that, that's really important. And, and as we discovered the, the names of the shoe, like the first shoe came out, we're like, what color? oh, it's gray? It's gray. Like uh, there are all these fancy names and, and that kind of plays with the psychology of the buyer. I didn't even know what taupe was. Like, it's not great. It's taupe. Uh, so we have a gal that did Hello Kitty in UK. Oh, wow. So she did our kids' shoes, and she's helping out with the gals. Uh, when we first got her proposed invoice, uh, we looked at it, and she wanted, you know, a fee per unit. And then when she kind of got to meet us and realized what we were all about, and we were a startup, she's like, you know what? And she didn't charge us a lot at all. It was amazing. Uh, our shoe dog, he's a male, and believe it or not, he's really got a knack for designing shoes. Uh-huh. Uh, he knows the commercial stuff. When you listen to him talk about footwear, like he lights up, his eyes light up, and he just real detail-oriented fella. So uh, those are those are the two that that helped us thus far. Yeah, great story. So how long has your company been in business? We officially started in 2018. Right. And, and how many iterations of product have you put out in four years that you've been launching? That's a great question. And um, I'm going to give you ranges because I'm not sure I could give you the exact amount when you get the kids and adults. Uh, with the kids, we're on our fourth and we're trying to develop specific components that, that help specific populations of kids. Right. And then with the adults, I guess we're probably on the sixth or seventh, right. but we just moved into a double wide. So with the success kind of rolled our winnings into development of double wide mold. So this will be the first iteration of the double wide based on the feedback we've been getting from the community. So you're not just developing what you have, but you're adding to this, the adding skews to it. Correct. I see. How many you, you add some skews and then you omit others based on what data is telling you. Right. Right. Whose job is it to analyze the data then? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, Tamara, who's our buyer that yeah. has uh, all the experience. She's very good very good at looking at spreadsheets. She's very good. She actually, she doesn't do the design of the shoes as we spoke of before, but she does the names, the fancy names of the shoes, (laughs) but she's good at forecasting. That was her job. We've gotten into the the problem. Now we have a PO coming and we're, uh, we're almost sold out. Wow. Oh, that's great. It's 
not that great. You got to fulfill. Yeah, no, it, and that's it. And as we get more and more partners, it, it's, I mean, you can feel the stress. It's uh, it's a good thing, right? It's it's better than not having sales. Sure. But with footwear, the challenge is you have to have complete size runs, right? So if you sell at a certain sizes and it, it, it puts you in a, a bit of a pickle. So you opened a whole new category in the world of shoes that has a lot of, of market potential. Is there danger of one of the big shoe companies coming and just modifying, doing what you're doing? Or what, what, how are you managing the relationships with the big companies? Uh, that's a, a great question. So when, when I started in my garage, this was before there's a platform called Zappos Adaptive, and they've been fantastic, super supportive. But I, I started before they even started. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the Amazon cash to, to throw it out in front of the public. As we evolve, we've had some you know silent competitions with the USPTO in regards to our utility patent. Uh, there have been some potential borrowed claims or modified claims because you know, for those of y'all that don't know the utility patent process, you have to claim, put up your, your claims for the public, and then they can read them and, and they, they can leapfrog you. There are patent trolls that are on a lot of these publicly traded companies' sure. uh, payroll. So we have had some competitions there. Um, outside of that, maybe we're in the right place at the right time. We've been contacted by Target, Walmart. We're launching JCPenney next month. As soon as the new shoes arrive, we're going to be on QVC in September. Wow. And we, uh, we just got a provisional purchase order from Europe from a company called Zolando, which is essentially the Zappos of Europe. It's quite the opportunity because we're going to be able to segment each European country, right? So they segment everything for us instead of trying to learn new languages and uh, all the challenges associated with you know penetrating a, a different culture that you don't have close proximity to. So with the inclusivity and with the huge need, we think we're in the right place at the right time. Well, that's great. I mean, the, the product is, is very unique and it's, it's clearly in demand. Um, and, and you started a new category and I think a paradigm shift. It's, it seems like I'm, what I'm witnessing is I'm looking at your eyes as you talk about your business. It's clearly a passion project as well as a company. That's why, that's why you have professionals that are buying in at a, at a below market price to, to help the company succeed. And so how, how long do you, can you sustain that passion project before it turns into a, you know, a business that's all metrics? Because that passion is very valuable. I mean, it's, 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 it's intoxicating, to be honest with you. It's just, no, I want to be part of it. How can I help? Because it's such a great mission that you're on, but at some point, it's got to be that the, you're going to build all this infrastructure. You're going to have all these gears turning and then the metrics have to decide all the, the market and the metrics have to decide what happens next. No, that's, that's exactly right. We're working on getting the purchase order money as we speak. Uh, we're looking for investors, but we want the right investor. We haven't gotten to the point where we're desperate. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets really dangerous because, right, you, you see my emotion and passion. And, 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 and if you see my posture slouch or one of those sharks that aren't as altruistic as you, uh, we've had some lowball offers to buy the company outright because we do have IP. Um, if, if we get through this PO and it, it's definitive, we'll be cash flow positive by the end of this year. And is that the first time? You know, with startups, I, the interesting part is you really have to be careful of the, the digital marketers. 
Because the digital marketers will go and spend your money like you could never imagine. It's always, oh, we need another month to get these right, correct metrics. Right. And you, you know, you don't know how to read these correct metrics. So we like we'll cash flow positive if we, if we market and we hit the right thing, and then we'll turn the machine off. And then we'll cash flow, you know what I mean? So we've had glimpses of greatness and then we've had to turn it off because I mean stuff just changes and we just don't want to pay what uh, an advisor of ours called modern day snake oil salesman with the digital marketers, not all of them, right. but you, you just got to watch them. So uh, for me, I grew up uh, you know, a poor kid from New Jersey, uh, we, landscape construction. So the first educated in my family, uh, what I'm liking now is this wholesale stuff because it's predictable. So if we're able to get wholesale, uh, Zappos is way better at selling shoes than we are. And when you're looking at the metrics, everything's going in the right way. I mean, depending on the metrics, you have your EBITDA. I mean, a lot of different metrics. It's uh, we should be cash flow positive predictably by the end of this year. We're going to take a short break and be right back. Small BizCast is proud to support Fit for the Cause. Fit for the Cause is the leading organization in fitness for low income and special needs communities. Founded in response to the national health crises, Fit for the Cause has used licensed and COVID conscious trainers to keep their members active even during the pandemic. Offering physical training, nutrition, and a variety of classes, members benefit from the same resources given to Special Olympic athletes. So stay active now by going to www.fitforthecause.org. That's fit, the numeral four, thecause.org. Welcome to our new sponsor, Jorgensen HR. Jorgensen HR believes that an employer's workforce is the single key to customer satisfaction, reputation growth, profitability, and the ultimate success of the company. Jorgensen HR works to ensure that employers are in compliance with federal, state, and local HR laws and helps assist them with almost everything else HR. Driven by passion and guided by expertise, Jorgensen HR. Please remember to mention Small BizCast when you call 661-600-2070 or visit them online at jorgensenhr.com. If you know of anyone who feels lonely on their way to the top, I can help. Hot Dog Business Growth is for companies of all sizes. For people new to business, we offer the Pay It Forward Roundtable, a monthly half-day panel discussion with your peers, coupled with one-to-one private counseling with me. This is super affordable and the best OJT you'll ever get as you learn to grow your business. For the more seasoned, Hot Dog Business Growth offers counseling for leadership and teams. We offer sales strategies and team synergy, as well as customer service assessments and training. Our decades of business experience is on tap for you and your team. Schedule your no obligation conversation at hotdogbizgrowth.com. We are back with Joseph DeFrancisco of Friendly Shoes. I assume that Zappos has tools to get accurate metrics that you can use to decide what, what to order for future sales. That's exactly it. They're, they're disciplined buyers. They're not going to buy a product if it's not selling. You ask what I wake up in the morning to. Uh, I stopped waking up to their report that they send out every single night. It was like haunting my dreams, right? You got to look at the, the 30 day results and not the one day or you, you see all the metrics there. So mm-hmm. yeah, all is good. We're, we're in Australia. We've launched friendlyshoes.uk. So we have a team in the UK that's, that's selling for us. And these are you know, good girls, one's PR background, the other one's also a therapist. We're in Belgium, we're in uh, Singapore. Our, our like shining uh, star is Australia. 
We're yeah. doing very well in Australia and New Zealand. Really? Um, so as yeah, as we're going, it's uh, it's definitely one of those scratch your head moments. It's um, to talk, you know, about the metrics. It's funny when you start and you have all these smart data guys and they come in and they're like, oh, let me see your five year plan. And you're like, wait a second, this is a startup. And you think there's going to be, you know, the five-year plan is going to go the way it wants to go. Uh, something we got wrong was I thought the U.S. was going to be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. and I did not realize that overseas is going to be, right? They're just a couple of years behind us in our, uh, in the adaptive footwear market. So um, that five-year plan that I, I think I had in my head, it, it's definitely modified. It's there. The market's there. Shoes are hard to put put on. We made them easier. Right. Uh, we, we had more success with the able body than we, we thought we were going to have as well. So yeah. Easy. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought they looked good. I, and I thought they looked good. They're good looking shoes. And, you know, I think that was really, uh, it, obviously, it shows that you put an eye towards the emotional, not just the functional, when it came to uh, developing these shoes for people. People want to look good regardless of what their situation is. Right. And so. No. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, how it looks how to put it on and then you know the the actual ability for the footwear to accommodate your feet once it's in right these little micro details are they uh what, what are the price points of, of your shoes uh for 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 the kids we have 35 to 55 uh-huh and we um we do six month warranty we we, right. we want to be honest with with our buyers um and for the adults we are 79 to 109. that's pretty reasonable you got to be reasonable. If we made these products that were, you know, financially unattainable, right? Um, it just, it's, it's not very friendly. But of course, to, uh, to of course, to uh, to make them affordable, you have to bring in a lot of a lot of product. I assume that's got to be, you know. So that's the that's the gamble, obviously. But having those predictable analytics is everything. So okay, so you launched in two thousand eighteen. But I know you didn't wake up in 2018 and say, I got to put zippers in the back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what's the story? What's the path from inspiration to execution? The path and be stubborn <laughs> and persistent. That's a New um, Jersey kid, right? Yeah, no, it's a street Jersey kid that, that's kind of pushing this, not the, the <clears throat> master's degree. Um, 2018, we kind of went through all the stuff. Uh, like for development and, and utility patents and trademarks. And by the end of the year, we placed the order, which ended up being late. Our quality control wasn't very good. Um, we just, we, we started in South Brazil and we let who we trusted take advantage of us by not having people on the ground inspecting. Uh, what's interesting about footwear is once they get it in the shoe boxes, I mean, you ever opened 15,000 shoe boxes? Right. <laughs> not that we had that big of an order for the first one, so we did a pop-up store in San Diego. I spent way too much money just trying to make it look nice because I wanted it to be perfect. We had this MSRP that was sky high and uh, we thought we were going to sell. Everyone was going to love it. And none of those things happened. Quality control was poor. Price was off. Pop-up shop because we didn't go on you know, Fifth Ave. We went on Fourth for a discount. Foot traffic was down. Um, everything except the, the legal. The legal was still progressing. And we managed to get some real valuable trademarks. 2019, we spent the entire year just losing. Uh, market penetration is tremendously difficult. So, I mean, for any of our listeners, you got to have some type of plan and then maybe a plan B on, on what's going to, you know, what you're going to do if, if something isn't working and have your, your metrics, you know, be disciplined with your spend. 
Um, so 2019 was essentially the first year we had product in February. And we went through the entire year just losing. Um, some of the uh, bottoms of the shoes started falling off. It's called bonding. It's the most common mistake that happens with footwear and you can't visually inspect it. So, I mean, we did, you know, the best thing is a startup. We just honored, look, if another one breaks, have another one, have another one. And we just, right. we stayed honest. And the community definitely rewarded us for like at least cash flowing the pop-up place. I met with the uh, landlord and we, we did a one-year uh, lease and I, I managed to get myself out. So we got out no, unscathed, uh, almost like clockwork on the 12th month, we got a large PO. That was the payoff. That was a payoff. And, and, and some people say it takes 12 months. And, and I'm telling you, legitimately, the 12th month, we got it. And like my friend and I were like, and like the wire came in and you're like, no way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, we, we got on Zappos at that, that time too. So we basically right. just like, you take the money and you're like, okay, just throw it over there. Right. Uh, yeah. What, about, what about sportswear? Are there are there uh, can I buy baseball cleats that are designed for you know by friendly shoes? You can't. You know, we went into it. It's just Too it, it, if you yeah, if you try going into something you're not familiar with, you, you could get yourself in a in a heap of trouble. Like if you try changing your shoe a couple mm's here, you're you're gonna mess something else up. So you really you, you have to be disciplined with your choices. Okay. All right. So now I want to go back to when 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 did the idea first uh, come into your mind? You know, I, I don't know if I could recall the, you know, the first, like, right. Like the movies, I had that first thought. It just, uh, it was just, yeah, it was just annoying. Like I go in, like you develop rapport with your, your patients that you have. And like, I'm, I'm just not the type of kid that's going to pay, take a paycheck. And, 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 you know, if I, if I can't help you, you know what I mean? Right. It just, it is what it is. I take it home and I'm like, I can't help this freaking guy with his shoes. Like you end up like being friends and, or this kid, or, you know, you just, I couldn't help. I always kind of had a couple of jobs. That's the, the ADD in me. So I, I would work pediatrics and seniors simultaneously. You're just like, what is going on? So I guess it's more just a buildup of all that stuff. It, it wasn't really that hard to do the first one. Cause I, I mean, this is what I do. I study mundane activities of daily living. As an kind of what, therapist, that's part of what you do. Yeah. So we, we're, uh, you know, helping you do what you want to do. Right. So the normal mundane ADLs that right. no one else wants to think about unless you have challenges doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what then what happened? So once you get the idea, then what happened? How do you uh, did you put it on paper? I'm just trying to figure out the path from. Uh, well, so here, here's the thing. I, I have this conversation with people all the time when they tell me they have bad ideas. And I always say, great ideas are, you know, a diamond dozen. Everybody has ideas. They see something, a solution. They have a way to solve it. And then it usually dies in their brain because no one does anything with it. It takes a different type of intestinal fortitude yep. to, to execute. And then to, and the executing well is what you described from you know, launch to now. You learned to, you, you got to execute in 2018 and then it took you 2018 to 2022 to execute well. So yep. now you're on the right. But between idea and execution, that's had to have been uh, an arduous journey. And that's what I'm trying to get to. I wanna hear about that journey. Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's, I mean, from idea, you really, you really don't know what you're doing at all. It, I got to speak at multiple academic institutions and, and, and at our American Occupational Therapy Association event. And I talk about hokey pokeying and I use the hokey pokey method, you know, throughout. What does that mean? You put your foot in and you take your foot out, right? And you put it back in and you take it back and you shake it all about. Like you, you just have to test. You just have to make changes. 
I had a bet with your wife that I can get you to say that. So, okay, okay. okay. All right, go ahead. I, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, you don't want to hear my singing voice, I assure you. We just kind of bootstrapped it, and then we got to the point where we did, referencing the, the right place, the right time, where these large publicly traded companies were reaching out to us for buys. They love the story, they love the passion, and they love sales. And, you know, from a business perspective, they got sales, and, and that's really what helped. If anyone's listening and you're start going to start and you have this idea, like if I go back and do it again from my drawings, transitioning to utility patents, transitioning to scaling, I mean, you really have to try to get professionals or consultants in that respective area. Uh, it's really, really important, you know, from, from sketching, from stealing shoes, like my, my wife would kill me because the half shoe would be gone. Like a shoe that like, right, it'd be gone and it'd be cut in the corner. Like I just couldn't stop it. it just kept happening and i'm just scratching my head you're like this is so easy um, right. i don't know why no one else is doing it and yeah no that's how it went from idea to fruition but uh -huh. without the consultant right i'd be dead and utility patent utility lawyers uh mm -hmm. patent lawyers they'll rob you dude i mean they just will the guy the uh the other day was hitting me up about changing the like a certain name and he charges some astronomical amount and he's got to fill out a piece of paperwork and i said i'm not paying you to fill out a piece of paperwork at your rate and he's just always trying to like weasel in so you, you gotta you gotta you know protect yourself you, you gotta have that street in regards to scale yeah. like if you're trying to scale a product like you don't know anyone at the factory they right. don't know you at all you know what i mean like who are you gonna send in you're sending in someone that you don't know right and who's shipping your goods you you don't know them at all. Like, have, have you shopped them? Have you, so uh, getting, his name is Lee. He's in UK. He actually used to handle Playboy and, uh, and, and Hello Kitty as well with, with our shoe designer. But no, he's, he's changed the game where it's just more predictable. And, and, and that really helps, helps the confidence of us, helps the confidence of investors. Right. Uh, called it Fanny, right? You have a lot of people in business that, you know, have, have an interest of, of making money off startups and you're kind of a sitting duck. So you got to have someone like him and be like, it, it, like that's total fanny, mate. By the way, I know some excellent IP lawyers that are ethical people. If you ever want good recommendations, I'm thrilled to make the, those recommendations because I find uh, IP lawyers to be among the smartest of all lawyers. Yeah. And, and, uh, the, and I know some that are really great people that will, you know, will buy into your mission frankly, and help you. So uh, awesome. happy to make uh, recommendations in that respect and a lot of other professionals as well. So no, thank you. Because your story is not unusual, by the way, of, of IP lawyers or, or, or professionals that are that, that, you know, see a fish, you know, an inexperienced guy with perhaps some financial pockets to pick. And so you got to be, you know, vigilant and, you know, they, people will take good care. They, people will take advantage of your good nature. There's no doubt about it. So. No, thank you so much. From the intro, from you or, or from someone you trust, I mean, that's definitely advantageous because, you know, they're going to be fearful of getting egg in their face in the community. But yeah, like you said, I, I was a sitting duck. What's next for Friendly then? What do you, what's the vision? Are, there, are you going to adapt other types of apparel for uh, easy access? We're, we're going to stay with footwear for next. We have this European endeavor that will, you know, it sounds great and, and we're looking at the numbers. It looks great. We got to make sure that that, that happens correctly make sure that these processes are set in place. We have the double wide adults coming out. We're going to work toward the end of the year, double wide kits. 
and then we're going to we're going to go toward our toddler lines which is good it's um you know from a business perspective you can't teach an old dog new tricks uh, it's a saying for a reason so a lot of uh, adults tend to be brand loyal and they right. have this shoes the best for them and just because they put a puppy next to their sign one day and they saw it uh, and they love them uh, for children, it's a, you have the opportunity to, to influence them. And, and if your products are quality, then you can get brand loyalty young and then you anticipate it going throughout the lifespan. Is there any market for some of the big players to license your technology so they could put some of your uh, your ideas to work on, on shoes that maybe are more mainstream? It, it's definitely uh, a potential. We have two design patents. We have friendly trademarked friendly shoes, be friendly, friendly wear. And that's if we do go to adaptive garments, which I just kind of set because trademarks are clean and simple, not that expensive. And we have hassle-free. It's actually just showed up uh, yesterday, which is nice. I, I keep them like wrestling trophies. I start to, I keep them up on, uh, in a book so I, I could brag to myself and uh, privacy. Um, well, you should be proud. You should be proud. You've created something from nothing. And it's something, it's, that's, that's not nothing. That's big, you know, you should be proud. No, thank you. Look, I, uh, I like growing up in New Jersey, I was a competitive wrestler. I grew up without a dad, so it kind of helped me like stay where I needed to be. But it, that competition, I, I don't love losing. Um, I don't mind learning. Uh, I don't mind getting stuff wrong. I'm just going to you know, study why I got it wrong and how to move forward. Uh, to your question before, licensing is definitely an opportunity. Utility patent is pending. And uh, we're competing with some of those big dogs yeah. to uh, to get to that final process who are your heroes in business anybody in particular great question uh i mean i i, I like cuban I, I you know just kind of I, I run business based on feel gut which i know sounds crazy but I, i've been pretty successful with it uh i think mark cuban's a good dude he seems to be with all that cash and talk about you can't you know money isn't going to buy you time uh, he doesn't hire caregivers for his kids or at least he says it Bought, bought the Dallas Mavericks. That's pretty cool. Seemed to figure out that bubble was going to, you know, that tech bubble was going to burst and got out. Yeah. Just watched something on Elon Musk last night. I will say probably not my favorite. I think he's, he's kind of pumping and dumping. And right. uh, with, with the, the, the raise that he's getting, I think he's probably putting some families and some financial disparity. If people are like, you know, refining their house and stuff. And I mean, they're going, I mean, what's the coin now? Dogecoin, Bogecoin, like, I don't, uh, I don't understand that, that stuff. It, it could be useful, but I mean, he should just be honest. I, and do, you any, do you have any mentors, just mentors in general that you can go to when you have a, you know, a dilemma? Uh, we do. We have a met, being in Southern California, we're not far from La Jolla, which is an affluent community out here. And there's some real talent there. And I guess I never thought about it. I, our, our passion gets us on the phone with uh, people we probably shouldn't be on the phone with. <laughs> But it's cool. It's there. We got a couple of mentors. My stepfather was my my main mentor because I mean, you know, right. I studied science. But he was an uh, off the boat Italian immigrant, and uh, you know, he he got into waste management mm -hmm. uh, from New Jersey. Yeah, Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, brilliant man. But I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> keep it simple, right? Kiss principles. So he really yeah. taught me um, just basics. Stay in your lane. Right. Uh, the work ethic. This will not be forever. Right. Uh, but you, you got to hunker down now or you're going to lose. Right. Right. So he taught you when there's when things don't go well, just stay on course and it'll pass. That's what you're saying. Pretty much. I, a yeah. story about his name was Chester. And how would you say it? Tell me how you'd say it. 
well, just to give you an example, like I, I was doing, like uh, you're not supposed to work in master's degree because it's incredibly hard, neuroscience, anatomy, physiology. So what I started doing is I'd wake up at 5 a.m. and I'd be personal training some Wall Street guys and, and gals because I lived on the border of New York City. So I'd wake up, I'd train them, I'd go through my academics or even if I was doing an internship. And then after that, I'd check out and I'd go to a Short Hills Hilton, which is an affluent community in the Northeast. And then I'd eat snack in their cafeteria. And then I'd go right to work until seven o'clock. And like, I'm on the cusp of like breakdown, man. Like I, I was like almost in tears. Like in the Northeast, it's dark from, right? I, uh, <laughs> from November till like spring. And it seems, so you just go in that, that seasonal affect disorder funk. Right. And I'm looking upset and I had a weak, weak moment. And he's like, what's the problem? It's not going to last forever. Like he did, just no empathy whatsoever, but the guy had done it. You know, he, he built his business and he had an exit and, and he'd done it. So I guess being hard on, on myself, it's, you know, I got to stop feeling sorry for myself. And you just got to focus, take your breath and you got to get back. Yeah. I mean, you don't come across like you feel sorry for yourself at all. You just come across like you're like, you're the happiest guy I've seen in a long time. It's, it's, you always have your moments, right? Yeah. You get you get a cease and desist sent to you. I mean, the first one you're like, that's probably not good. No, then you then you go back. You take your hour of feeling sorry for yourself. What did I do? Right. The the entrepreneurial. I'm the smartest man in the world. You get a big PO, and then like something bad happens, and then you're down there. So you know you you you, you wipe your face off, and then you go fight. And the guy that sent it was was like a joke. Yeah. Luckily. All right. Well, listen, this has been fabulous. I love talking to you, hearing your story. I can't wait to continue following uh, Friendly Shoes. You know, you're awesome. I'm really, really impressed. Joel, thank you so much for the time. It was great to meet you. We, we randomly met uh, at an event in Los Angeles and uh, appreciate your uh, your insights. Joseph DeFrancisco, thank you. You've been such a great guest today, and I so appreciate that you shared your journey. I want to thank the listeners. You give me your feedback on a regular basis. It really helps the show be as good as it can be. I want to ask all of the listeners to go to wherever they get their podcasts and give our feed, give some feedback, give us a review, tell them what you think, help other people find Small BizCast. I also want to ask people to support our sponsors, Jorgensen HR, Hot Dog Business Growth, and Fit for the Cause. Until next time, 